Welcome to the show. Today, we are joined by Dr. Jennifer Heise, who is an associate professor in the Department of Kinesiology at McMaster University. Dr. Heise is a Tier 2 Canadian Research Chair and the Associate Director of the Physical Activity Centre of Excellence. She also leads a research group called the NeuroFit Lab, which studies how mental and physical health can be promoted across the lifespan. Dr. Heise is also set to release her book titled Move the Body, Heal the Mind, which is going to be released on March 8th, 2022. It's a pleasure to have you. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, I, I feel like you summarized it quite nicely there, but uh, I'm an expert on brain health and my NeuroFit Lab, uh, we study the impacts of exercise on the brain to support things like mental health, cognition, and to prevent dementia. Awesome. Thank you. So my first question is, what made you choose this title for the book? Would you mind explaining how this relates to your research? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the title of my book is called Move the Body and Heal the Mind. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, I had a different title for the book. It, was, uh, it wasn't as good as this one. And I, but I do feel like this title does capture uh, what the book is about. So the idea of movement as being medicine for the mind is really the crux of the book. Um, I chose the idea of movement because it feels more inclusive than exercise per se and although most of the research is done on exercise like aerobic exercises or resistance exercises i try to bring uh, the knowledge back to practice where i give people other options like dancing or rowing or walking uh, so that they have options to incorporate all types of different movement into their life the way they like and then the heal the mind part is really uh, what I, I research and study is how exercise heals the mind. And it does so in so many ways. So the book covers topics such as anxiety, depression, addiction. It covers healthy aging how to stay creative and focused and sleep better. So it really does cover all the topics that one would think about with when it comes to healing the mind. And we, we discuss the research and evidence on how exercise helps heal the mind. Awesome. That, that's a great explanation. Um, one thing in particular that kind of stood out to me was how you mentioned um, the difference between move and exercise. And, and I agree, that's super important because mm -hmm. um, most people, when they hear those terms, they, they think, oh, you know, I don't exercise regularly. Mm -hmm. But um, like you said, it's not about that. It's about just moving in general. Yeah, that's right. And this idea that you have to go to the gym to exercise is not, uh, it's not true. You can get in your movement in many different ways. And a lot of people... Uh, will be more successful in sticking with exercise or their their uh, exercise habits if they pick a form of movement that they enjoy. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the classical forms of exercise. Definitely. That's a great point. Um, that leads me into my next question, which is about um, who the target audience that you kept in mind uh, while you were writing this book and summarizing your research, who was that target on audience in your mind at the time? And since then, have you 
um, thought about who you really want this book to be able to reach. Is it mainly scientific audience, anybody? Um, would you mind just walking me through the process of kind of deciding where to begin when it comes to summarizing the book and deciding who you want to summarize it for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So the book, I wrote the book for the people and I hope that everyone reads it because it, it really is my, I poured my whole heart into it. And when you ask who I, who I was thinking about while I wrote the book, um, it's definitely an important question. And I, I would say I had sort of two different types of people in mind. So the first are people who are interested in exercising and finding out ways that movement can impact their mind. Um, and that's true for anybody, people who are just starting exercise, who want to take their fitness to the next level, but also people who you know, are really into exercise and want to have extra motivation for keep going. So people interested in exercise or starting to exercise, that was the one group. And I would say, especially for people who have struggled to exercise, this was a, a group of people I really wanted to reach. And I know that's a lot of people. Um, so I wanted to take a really compassionate approach to how to incorporate movement into your life for mental health. And then secondly, are the people who are, are struggling with mental health. Um, Unfortunately, most people who are struggling with mental health don't seek professional help. They, they take it on their own and seek out self-help resources. And so I wrote my book for them as a resource that is evidence-based, but it's, it's really digestible. It's very um, accessible to anybody. You don't need a science background to understand uh, the messages in the book. One thing I really tried to do was uh, bring the science to life. And so uh, one creative thing I did was I took the average data point of each study and created a person out of it, like a persona. And uh, it's amazing when you give a data point a name, how much more relatable it is. And you can really see how the research would impact your life directly. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, another great answer. And honestly, um, I just wanted to emphasize that point that you made about how this book, um, it, it has a great title and you can, you summarized it beautifully. I'd say in the sense that people who are into exercising or are looking to um, become healthier, adopt healthier lifestyles in any way, whether that's um, like, you know, with, associated with mental health, um, like you said, so I think that's very important and especially during this time in, in the lockdown when gyms have been closed for a while. So yeah. just like you mentioned, I think that's super important because a lot of people spoke out on social media about, you know, mental health and how, you know, exercise helped them cope or how they were missing exercising at gyms because of how much it was helping them cope. cope. Mm -hmm. And I know personally that um, being an undergrad student and having a course load that you have to, you know, work on, um, it, ha it can happen to anyone and having that ability to exercise and go to the gym, it was definitely very important. And once it kind of got taken out of our life, given it needed health precautions, that, that all made sense. Um, but, um, it was still quite a big change. And uh, I think that what you said about your book, uh, it definitely, seems like something that I think anyone would enjoy reading, especially because of those topics that it touches. 
was fun. Yeah, yeah, and your personal experience is backed up by research from our lab. So we, we've seen like just six weeks of chronic stress in the academic term, like pre-COVID, <laughs> is enough to bring on symptoms of depression and anxiety. Um, but exercise can help buffer those effects. So students that are able to maintain an active lifestyle help reduce the impact of stress on their mental health. And I think this is a really important message that when we're facing chronic stress, like the circumstances right now, they, that stress itself can bring on mental issues in people who've never had a disorder before. And so they may be noticing differences in the way they're thinking or feeling and not understanding why that's happening. And so I explain all of that in the book in the hopes of really, you know, destigmatizing, de demystifying the effects of exercise on the brain for mental health. Um, so that, that people have a good resource, that it's, it's solidly based in science. There are over 300 references. Everything, every point I make is backed up, uh, which I think is especially important in this world of fake news when, you know, the message, people want information that they can trust. Definitely. An another great point, um, you know, uh, it's always nice to be able to read something and like how you mentioned that you kind of poured your heart and soul into mm -hmm. into making it um, more readable for a non-scientific audience. It's a satisfying feeling to be able to read, you know, someone's opinion and agree with it and then be able to read more about why they feel that way and see kind of like the empirical evidence that you mentioned and kind of backing it up with data and thinking to yourself that, hey, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's honestly the greatest thing that could be given to someone is making them feel that, you know, they're not alone in mm -hmm. what they're going through. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a key message that I convey throughout the book is you're not alone. These things happen to people, you know, all different types of people. And yeah. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take away from who you are. Uh, I think these are really important messages to send. For sure. That's awesome. My next question is um, related to the work that your lab does. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that it's uh, mainly focused on mental and physical health. Um, I was just wondering, how did COVID uh, affect the work that you were able to do in your lab, especially considering that, you know, the NeuroFit lab um, it has fit in the name and usually you <laughs> think that you need to, you know, go out and, and be in social groups in order to observe fitness, but how did you guys overcome some of these obstacles, if you don't mind explaining? Well, um, it's been very difficult. Uh, so in March 2020, we closed the lab because, I mean, like you said, fitness, we measure fitness, we exercise people, but we also take blood markers, we measure brain activity, and none of these things were possible. Um, so after the first month, we sort of regrouped and we pivoted to our research online. So we've been doing most of our research online. The first study was really a passion project that my whole lab were, were involved in, directly related to the COVID-19 pandemic. We wanted to help people uh, cope. We weren't sure how people were doing. and. Uh, whether they were aware of the benefits of exercise for their mental health. And so 
we launched a survey, um, a national survey. We had 1,600 respondents um, and asked them, you know, about their mental health and their physical activity during that initial phase of the pandemic. And I mean, not surprisingly, people's mental health was way down. Their anxiety was up. Depression was up. Physical activity was down. People who were able to maintain their activity level were faring better. But there was this really interesting mental health paradox that we discovered where there was a shift in why people wanted to exercise. So it wasn't about looking good anymore. It was more about feeling good. But you know, they wanted to exercise to reduce stress and anxiety, but their stress and anxiety were getting in the way and they lacked the motivation to do so, which is a symptom of depression. So there was this, you know, they wanted to, but their their own mental health was getting in the way. And so we decided to create a toolkit, a physical activity toolkit for mental health to help people overcome some of the barriers that are commonly faced by people who are struggling with chronic stress or anxiety. Um, and that's available on my website for free, neurofitlab.com. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be sure to link that website as well. Um, another important topic that you kind of touched upon, which is the fact that the pandemic brought up a lot of um, uneasiness. And I think what you said, it absolutely nailed it in the sense that we we needed to have this discussion about mental health and we needed to talk in terms of exercise as one of the most important areas just because um previously there was that you know thought in most people's minds that people exercise to look good or people only exercise for um, professional reasons um what i've seen and more and more is that people are starting to move away from this type of thinking Mm-hmm. into uh, more of an advanced level where they're thinking that, hey, I can exercise seriously for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, I think that's that's honestly something that you and your research group and everyone else working in this field are to be credited for mm-hmm. because it, it takes a lot of work to be able to remove a certain, um, I guess you could say stigma since a lot of people felt, you know, um, I guess, overwhelmed when they wanted to start working out. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely important, the work that you guys have been doing. And I'm glad you were able to find ways around it during these, <laughs> like the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, yeah my, my group has been very resilient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, thank you so much for answering my questions. That's all the time we have for this week. But I really appreciate you coming in and taking the time to speak to us about your book. My final question, or my final, I guess, uh, <laughs> comment is, um, would you mind just talking about where we can find your book uh, online if for any of our viewers interested? I know I'm interested. So would you mind just uh, telling us where we could find your book when it does get published? Yeah, so the book is being published by HarperCollins. And so it's available on um, on the web. So Amaz- I know Amazon is carrying it. Um, Indigo is carrying it. So um, if you search Move the Body, Heal the Mind, uh, you'll see it pop up in the search engine. Um, and there's been some really great reviews uh, so far on pre-release copies in Goodreads. Um, having a huge impact on people, which is exactly the the hope that I had for this book. So um, I do hope you pick it up. I think it will it'll be a refreshing read and maybe give you some tips on how to better care for yourself during these 
unprecedented times that just don't seem to end. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And congratulations, honestly, on such an amazing uh, task of, you know, writing a book after doing all this research, you know, presenting it in, in such a great way for us all to be able to enjoy. Um, so once again, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, for our viewers, stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you.